Hey guys, it's Bradley. I want to tell you about Ascend. Ascend is not just another premium finance company. Ascend will solve all of your agency bill problems through automation of invoicing, premium financing, carrier payables, all the way to the end of the workflow. There's a lot of hidden costs with how you're doing business today. AMSs, CRMs can spend more than half the day chasing down payments, following up on non-pays, getting signatures for financing docs. This leads to an overworked, overwhelmed, unhappy team. And guys, you want your team to be happy. Industry's hard enough as it is. We really need them to be happy. As your agency grows, this issue gets worse and worse. And we typically solve the problem with a little bit of software, but a ton of manpower still involved. With Ascend, you can use a software first solution and just need a little bit of manpower, allowing you to grow without significant increase in overhead. Ascend automates all of these repetitive payment processes so your team can get back to helping your clients. With Ascend, we've seen non-payment cancellations in our agency go down up to 95%. Teams save more than 20 hours per month when they work with Ascend and an average of a 75% decrease in payment-related customer questions. Guys, if people aren't calling your office with questions, you have more time to sell and grow your agency. Visit useascend.com backslash insurance, guys. Guys, Ascend makes agency bill as easy as direct bill, but you keep all of the benefits of agency bill the best of both worlds. Thanks, guys. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, powered by Hopsoft. God, I love Hopsoft. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Mobile, Alabama. Parade first team All-American rivals five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I feel like that one was extra gooder. Extra was- sounds just like something I would say. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm in Mobile, Alabama, home of the free, land of the brave. This is one of the most eclectic cities in the world. You could get barbecue ribs one minute and shot in the back of the head the next. That is Mobile, Alabama, ladies and gentlemen. It is one of the most unbelievably eclectic places that I have ever lived. You can walk down the street and get art from an award-winning New York artist that has moved to Mobile. And then as you're taking it out to your car, get hit in the back of the head with a baseball bat and somebody take your piece of art and go down the street and sell it for $10,000. So my... uh my wife's cousins came down for Mardi Gras right. a couple months ago, and we're coming through downtown, and he they're from uh, Florence. Oh, Florence. And uh, he says, this reminds me of Memphis. Uh-huh. He's like, this is like Memphis. Uh-huh. And he's like, it's a great city, but yeah. you got to watch your back a little bit. Six, guys. But once, you're, once you get kind of ingrained in Mobile, you, like I don't feel that way about right. Mobile, you know. Right. You're just used to Huntsville, man, all, all y'all hoity-toity people. I'm telling there. you. Guys, I've got one of the most unbelievable stories I've ever told in my whole life, but, but I'm about to tell in this podcast. It's awesome. Last Tuesday at 2 o'clock, I was coming back from lunch with uh, my business partner, Clinton Orr. I guess it was around 1 because it, it wasn't quite 2. And my cell phone rings. Well, usually I don't answer my cell phone if it says spam or most of the time I have my cell phone. When, when you call Scott – 
When you call Scott, you either get one of two things. There's two things going on. You either get a two-hour conversation. Right, right. Or he hits the F-U button. I I hit it. There's no in-between. Right, right. It's either one of those two. 100%. And when you get the two-hour conversation, Scott answers and says, hey, man, I'm busy. What's up? Yeah, and then here we go. And then we talk for two hours. Right. So I get a call, and usually the way my phone is set up, the person's name, whoever it is, if it is a true call to my cell phone from a client or friend of mine, even even if they're not in my phone, their name will pop up. And I love that because when I answer the phone and it's client, I'll say, well, hey, Miss Judy, how are you? And she's like, oh, this, this guy knows who I am. Mm-hmm. But I, it's just a number. It's just a number. But it's mm-hmm. not spam. It's a 256 number. And I thought, well, I better answer that. So I answered the call. And it's, it's a guy who has a very accountant-sounding voice. He's talking to me like this. And he says, uh, Mr. Howell, uh, this is John Stevens here in Huntsville. How are you today? I said, hey, John, I'm doing well. How are you? What can I do for you? And he said, I would like to um, I would like to take an insurance policy out on some animals. And I said, oh, that's fantastic, John. I said, let me tell you something. I cannot believe that you called me because it just so happens that one of my agents, Kalen Weston, who's 16-year veteran commercial account manager, Kalen also writes insurance. She owns an animal rescue. Uh, I could tell you story after story of Kaylin, who's from my hometown and lives in the hometown. She works from home. And I could tell you story after story of the police and sheriff's department calling her with animals that, she, that need rescuing. And she takes them in and places them in a home. And I said, Kaylin writes rescues for animal uh, clinics all over the country. Uh, it's kind of her niche. And uh, so we do this every day. And I said, let me get her on the phone with us on three-way call. So I add Kaylin to the call. Well, to add her to the call, I had to put him on hold for a minute. When she got on the call, I said, look, I got to be at the doctor's appointment in five minutes. Can you quickly say hi, hi to this guy and get his number and call him right back and help him? And she said, I sure will. So we do all that, hangs up. I go to the doctor. Uh, next day, I call Kaylin. She said, you're not going to believe what that guy wanted and what we're selling him. Okay. And I said, okay. She said, he wanted, he wants an animal mortality policy. He owns a dog. And I'm sitting here trying to think of what kind of dog it is that not only competes in the national dog, these things you see on like ESPN. Right. What they jump like? through the hoops and the, stuff. No, no, like the Perina dog show. Oh, okay. the big, not only does he compete in those, not only does he have the paperwork to back it up because he had already sent it to her, this dog had gone through some kind of national service dog uh, rescue training, and that training in and of itself cost somewhere in the excess of $80,000. He wanted a insurance, po- basically a life insurance policy on a dog for $86,000. How much did that cost? $6,000 through Haggerty, not Haggerty, through the Hartford. Hmm. We wrote, I was about to say Haggerty. Did we you insure wrote, it as a Jeep? We wrote <laughs> a mortality policy for $86,000 that will protect that. I think it's, a, is there a dog named an Akita? Is there an Akita dog I out there? Know. I believe that's what it was, was an Akita. $86,000 premium is $6,000 a year. Dang, that's a nice little niche. And he had he had the paperwork to back it up. Yeah. 
You know, not just the, well, yeah, I got a dog and it's right. I think it's worth this. Trying to insure Nash for $86,000. Yes, you could insure that son of a bitch for $3,300. So the animal mortality policy. Uh-huh. Basically, need, a life insurance policy. We need policy to bring an dog. expert on yeah. to talk about that. Yeah. The it ha- started with like livestock. And that's where it started with the Hartford. Yeah. They have a livestock mortality so policy. So Alpha will do that. Um, I think, though, they only cover accidental deaths. I don't think it covers like natural cause death hold on or, or or it may be vice versa i could be opposite and you may know you wrote one they they have two different policy types okay. two two forms they have a limited form and then they have a full coverage form gotcha and i believe he chose the full coverage form or the wh- whatever whatever you call it six thousand dollars i hope he did yeah so uh but the, the hartford will also if you own a Two hundred and fifty thousand dollar racehorse that races at right. the Kentucky Derby, they will write that as well. Now you've got to have the documentation to back all this up. You can't just damn call the Hartford and say, "I got to laugh at their math." I'm telling you, eighty six thousand dollars divided by six thousand, and right. how old's the dog? I, I don't. A couple know years to say, I, yeah, that's fourteen years, right? Like, yeah, that math is too perfect, right? Because right. they know, right, right, yeah. About the about how long it's yeah. gonna take. Yeah. yeah, that's that's funny. Uh-huh. My so, life insurance my old life insurance brain is is sure. you know running the numbers on that. But that that'd be interesting. If anybody out there knows an animal mortality expert. I could probably get Kaylin to get us one on the I'll, on the show. I'll tell you something else we're looking for is a parametric insurance expert. You keep talking you need to talk to these agents about parametrics. We'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. We'll talk, we'll get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, I have an all-star guest and friend of mine on the show. We talk sometimes, probably two or three times a year offline. There is not very many people in the insurance industry that get me as excited about being an insurance agent as this gentleman does. And he's somebody that I've wanted to have on the show for some time now. His exuberance, his passion for being an independent insurance agent exudes from him. I think uh, he's another person like Bradley that I'm very jealous of because when I look at him and I look at Bradley and think about how old they are versus how old I am and how much further along they're probably going to be than I am when they get my age, it really, really pisses me off. And I want to bring him on the show today and give him the introduction that he has always deserved. Ladies and gentlemen, he is originally from Gilbert, South Carolina, and he currently resides in Columbia, South Carolina. He is married to the beautiful Emily, and they have three beautiful babies, Olivia, age 10, Chloe, age 7, and Judah, age 1. Guys, I want to stop right there. Olivia, Chloe, and Judah, I want to send you a special shout-out today, and I want to tell you something. You are not going to care anything about this podcast today, okay? You're not, and I understand that, and I I do. I really do. But one of these days when you get older, in your late teens and early 20s, you are going to hear this podcast, and you are going to be so, so proud of your daddy and what he's accomplished. And I want you to do me a favor, because I won't be around when this happens. But I want you to go up to him and I want you to hug his neck and tell him how proud you are of what he accomplished and what he was able to do uh, during my lifetime in the insurance industry. So please, please do that for me. 
He started the scratch agency in 2020 with $3,000 in his bank account and a dream. I call that less than scratch. Still here, thriving by the grace of God. He's been blessed to be named, awarded, excuse me, as the top 35 under 35 in the state of South Carolina. He was an all-state agent from 2010 to 2019, sales and office manager for Powers Insurance Experts. And today, he is the founder of Powers Insurance Experts, was founded in 2020 with 10 years of experience in the insurance industry, a focus on education, intentionality, we're going to talk about that today, and excitement has resulted in him winning several local awards over the past four years while generating a steady stream of organic referrals. He hopes to inspire other agents to be, be the change we all want to see in our communities. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor today to introduce to you first-time guest on the IGP, Mr. Jeremy Powers. How are you, Jeremy? Oh, man, I'm great after that. I tell you, I've dreamed of dreamed of the moment I could I could hear that, my friend, you know, and that is just awesome. I'm super thrilled to be here with you guys. Let's start with the start and end with the end. <clears throat> I asked you before we got on this podcast, what are you the best at? You have been listening to this podcast for a long time, for five years. And our mission on this podcast, as you know, is to help insurance agents in any way we can. I asked you the question, what are you the best at? Your answer was intentionality. Talk to our audience today about what you mean by that and help them become better with their intentionality. Absolutely. I'm honored for the opportunity. And so for me, it really breaks down into three areas. Number one, and with fellow agents, it's understanding that we're superheroes. We're, Marvel's not coming to us tomorrow to make a movie because it'd be a pretty boring movie. But at the end of the day, we really do save individuals' lives. We protect people from on the rainiest of days. Hopefully, we've got that umbrella we can put over their head. And so to me, I don't take that lightly what we get to do. And then also in the position of being business owners, the impact that we can make in our community where everything you see is negative, what are you going to do with this opportunity you have? And so inspiring and, and coming alongside other insurance agents is number one. Number two is your team. Uh, you know, culture is so important to me. And for me, in all honesty, I feel really weird in two areas of life. And that's number one, I own a Tesla, so I don't know how much gas costs. And that's super weird. Mm. Number two, I have no clue what it feels like to be an employee anymore. Mm. And for me, whenever I took a 30 day sabbatical, I joke when I went from being an office manager of Allstate to owning my first business. And what I did was I was an employee for 10 years and I had no clue what it was going to feel like to be a business owner. But I sure as heck knew that I was going to forget what it was like to be an employee. So I have it. I have a list that I read every month of all the things I wish my employer had done for me and the ways that I felt like I was taken advantage of and, and what it would have taken for me to stay put in, in that organization. Because I know that if I'm going to build a team, I am the least of thee. My job is to put my staff on my hands, raise them as high as I can and them to see things that I never saw possible. And so for me, Going back to that list and being intentional about remembering what it's like, because today, I'll be honest, we, we most often feel like everyone's taking advantage of us. And, and that's just not the case because we don't remember what it felt like. And then la last but not least is for the customer. 
It's for the people that choose to place their business with us. If we can be intentional with them, we have a card program that we use, like where we have claims suck, dot, 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 but brownies don't. And every time a client goes through a claim that's over a threshold, they get that from us. Whenever we have a client that um, child gets their permit, we send, and we got a text last night, it was so great, we send a picture, uh, I mean, a, a card to them saying, hey, we want to give you an excuse to get out of the house. Here's a Starbucks gift card. Go, you know, your first drive's on us, you know, be, buckle up and be safe. And so it's all the things that we can do for customers, but also we look for opportunities just to bless people in our community that aren't even customers with us. And the success we've had from being intentional on purpose has been really good for us. So uh, you, you've just that was a lot, there's a lot to yeah. unpack. <laughs> I, I, there's a lot to unpack there. So let me go back for a minute because I'm wildly interested in this. You mentioned that a lot of times every day you, you'll think about what could my former employer had done to keep me where I was at? What are, what are some of those things as an agency owner? Sometimes I think a lot of people forget to think about that, to think like that. What, what are some of the things that they could have done looking back on it today that would have kept you where you were continuing to work for that particular agency? Mm -hmm. I feel like number one is, is understanding how appreciated you are. You know, there's a term that no one, it, you know, people work so hard when they feel appreciated and that's so true, but I think it's, it's so mundane, but I set random messages in my calendar. So where I will, it, it will remind me to send praise to my team uh, and also to coach them up. But I think so often people, it, it's just as much as money. People want to know that they matter. You know, and, and I jokingly say every time I get off a phone call with a customer, I'm about to transfer the call or I'm making a sale. I'm like, you know, Miss Betty, I'm going to tell you, you're about to work with Amber. And I just want to tell you one thing. Five minutes on the phone with Amber, you're never going to want to talk to me again. Amber is everything I could ever hope to be in the insurance industry. And she's got a sweet voice. I said, so what I want you to do is just remember me in three to six months and, you know, every now and again, call and say hello, because I'm not going to be important once you make that call, because I know that we go back and listen to calls. And I know that Amber can hear that a lot of times or, or anyone on my team. And I want them to know that I truly do believe that they, they I might lead that I might be the face of this organization, but they are the brains behind everything that happens in our agency. Well, hello there. Guys, excuse me for interrupting your regularly scheduled podcast, but I'm here today to get you out of aggregator and cluster jail. This may be the most important message I've ever delivered on the Insurance Guys podcast. Guys, are you a member of a cluster or an aggregator? Does your contract have exit fees, termination payments, buyback provisions? It's time to get your freedom back. And do what we did here at iProtect Insurance, join the AC, the future of aggregators in our industry. Best decision we've ever made, guys. Best decision we've ever made. No entry fees, small $200 a month membership fee, over 50 plus carriers for direct appointments. And by the way, new ones coming on board each and every month. You keep 100% of your commissions profit sharing every year. Guys, we have made in the last two years, each year, our agency has made over $100,000 in profit sharing. Here's the best part, guys. And this is the part I'm the most passionate about. No termination or exit fees. 
you give the AC 60 days notice and you're free. You go get direct appointments wherever you want. There's no buyback provisions, no exit clauses. Guys, if you're a member of another aggregator and you have termination fees, buyback provisions, exit clauses, every single policy you write, you're digging that hole just a little bit deeper. And one day you're not going to be able to get out of it. It's going to be too much. You're going to be taking out a second mortgage on your home to try to get out of a cluster group. Unbelievable. Guys, go to acfree.org. That's acfree.org and register. Find out why over 650 agencies and $3 billion in premium have chosen the AC. And guys, here's the best part. But wait, there's more. Mention the Insurance Guys podcast when you talk to these guys and you get six months. That's six months of no membership fee just by mentioning the Insurance Guys podcast. Go today, www.acfree.org, and let me help you get your freedom back. Have a great day. It's an interesting shift too when you think about it. A lot of organizations, especially insurance agencies, it's agency owner, employees work for the agency owner, and it's almost like the customers work for them. And and if you flip that, the perspective changes of like, hey, I work for my team and my team works for my customers. Pulls mm-hmm. downhill in a good way when you approach it that way versus the other way around. Like I'm here to serve them in any way that I can, and they are here to serve the customers. That's right. A hundred percent. I think that's a huge one. I think that, you know, not being so scared of people working from home. My best employee works from home 40 hours a week, and they do so much more of that 40 hours than I could do in a hundred. You know, I think it's not, it's, if someone wants to go early or do this, as long, I'm like, I don't care if you do what you do from the beach, as long as you get your job done, that's all I care about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also to, to know that you're making an impact, the card program that we do, uh, every time we get a card back, I let them know, hey, you just made someone's life better. Mm-hmm. I think that people so badly want to be a part of something nowadays. They, they want to know that they're making a positive change. And if people don't, I don't even know if they're the right person for your organization, because once again, we're superheroes. If it doesn't get you excited to help somebody and to, and to spur them to better, honestly, I don't know if I want you to be part of my organization. So last week, I'm going to tell a story real quick, Jeremy, that falls in line with what you're talking about. We have a standing 10 a.m. staff call at iProtect Insurance, and I don't do this as much as I should, but we had our staff call last Wednesday at 10 a.m., and it was one of those tough staff calls. You ever had a tough staff call? Oh, yeah. I'm chewing people's asses. We've got some training to do on the call where we shared Hawk soft screen and we were showing, you know, re-showing people how to input some data and the entire staff call was, I hate to say it, but it was just kind of a downer mm-hmm. and I can see everybody on the call. I can see their faces and I can see that everybody's just kind of down and out. And it's just one of those just ugh, kind of calls. And we've been on there for an hour And it comes to an end and we're just about to wrap up and everybody's going to say goodbye. And I said, guys, I'm going to do something I've never done before in the history of me being in insurance. I'm going to go through person by person right now. And I'm going to tell each one of you 
why I appreciate you so much and why I love you individually. And I went through every person on that staff call. And as soon as I started to do it, you could see everybody just kind of sit up like <laughs> and through person to person. And I said, I want to tell you, Harley Self, why I love you so much and how much I appreciate what you do for our agency. And let me tell you why. Let me let me tell you why I appreciate what you do so much. Because when I look in Donna, you are the one account manager that has the highest centimeter score of any account manager that we have at 76%. And that means so much to our customers and it means so much to me as the agency owner here. And I went through every single person on our staff and I did that. And it was like, uh, I just felt like at that very moment that needed to be done so that we didn't get off that call and everybody was just like, Ugh. <laughs> And I think I think as an agency owner, sometimes you need to do that. You need to tell people how much you appreciate them, but not just, hey, I appreciate you and what you do. Here's why I appreciate it. Yeah. Here, here's why you mean what you mean to me. And uh, because I don't think it's enough to just do the whole, hey, I thanks. I appreciate, you know, I appreciate all your hard work. That that's 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 not it. Yeah. You've got to you've got to add to that. Well, why do you appreciate that? I also think it's and this has happened a few times here. Actually, one time we were podcasting. You've got something important to do as the business owner, the entrepreneur, the leader. And John is upset and you drop what you're doing because 100%. what what they're dealing with right now, that's really how culture. That's one of the main ways right. to build culture is like, hey, nothing in the world right now is more important than you being happy or me at least hearing you out, making you feel heard. And that's happened to happen one time we were podcasting. Somebody here was upset about something and I was late to the first podcast. Not say, I mean, I I suck as a leader in a lot of areas, but I think being able to understand that this is a human being here that has problems and goals and dreams and that sort of thing. And that's much more important than the next the next meeting. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think insurance agents, agency owners in general, I hear Bradley talk a lot about culture. I hear other people in the industry talk about culture. I'm not so sure, Jeremy, whether a lot of people really understand what the term culture is. And I think the best way I can describe it is in in a large part, it's how we do things around here. It's how we it's how we operate. It's it's the standard that we have, not only for how we treat our teammates, but how we treat our customers. Uh -huh. And and I, I think so, like a year or two ago, I heard Bradley talking about culture. And I remember thinking, I don't think I know even know what culture means. I don't think I understand what that is. Yeah. Does that make sense? I mean, well, every, every agency has a culture, uh -huh. but I don't know that I really fully embraced and understood like, what is, what is culture? Like, I don't even know what it is. Well, and it's one of those things too. There's no such thing as a perfect culture either. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like raising a kid. You right. never, your job is never done. And when you see somebody, I never, I talk about culture a lot because it's important to me, uh -huh. but I never want to give the perception that we are perfect. Mm. It's someone that's trying to give the perception that they have the perfect culture. It's kind of like that couple on Facebook. Yeah. They're always perfect. posts about yeah. how perfect their spouse is. And right. you look at your wife and you're like, yeah, they got in a fight today. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, if you're perfect, we're gonna we're gonna not like each other really quick. 
Right. You know I mean? it's, it's something like, I realize how and, jacked up I am. But Scott, one thing I'll say to you about this that I love and this and we can I know we got a lot and a little bit of time, but I was I received the best compliment in my entire life two weeks ago. I, I shared our sending out cards. We we have about 30 agents who you know use it. And I just got on a Zoom call with some guys and was just sharing a little bit about it. And I had a guy like three days later, he added me on Facebook. He listens to our podcast and stuff. And he said, he said, one thing I want to tell you, and, and, and I'm very strong about my faith. And I'll tell you, I'm a strong Christian. And so he said, one thing that I'll tell you is that you never told me you are, but I know you're a Christian. And mm. I was like, well, what's going on? He said, he said, not because of what you say, but because of how you act because of who you are, because of the actions you take. And I'm telling you, like, I'm not even joking. I'm an emotional guy. I almost teared up. And then I was like, man, like to be in the exact moment, like doing the exact thing that I've been put on this earth to do, man, it is such a special thing. And in moments like that, that's what I would tell you guys, like those actions that you're doing, doesn't matter if you don't know what culture is, you know how to love and care for people. And if you have a servant heart, if you can be humble, man, you make the best leader. Being a leader is not about being a dictator, but it's also when my grandfather bought me a thousand dollar car when I was in high school and he made me work at Pizza Hut 30 hours a week to pay for the car. Whenever I was like, hey, you, you could pay for this thing. In the moment, I didn't like it. But now that I have friends that are sleeping on their couch and I'm a business owner, mm-hmm. I'm able to be respectful for what he taught me. So tough love is still love. If you care about yeah. your staff, you're going to make them have those hard calls. Because you care about them. If you didn't, you just let them fail. Right. Well, and that's a good segue to, I think a lot of people think when you try to create a good culture like this, that you just let it, a lot, especially a lot of the older generation, that translates to, oh, this guy lets people run all over him. Mm -hmm. You have to pair that with accountability. And a lot of times when I give my presentation on culture, I start with the way you set culture is by firing people that don't adhere and fit the culture, you cut ties. Right. And that sets the tone of, hey, this is what's accepted and what's not. So what are some of the accountability measures that you guys do in your agency that kind of pairs well with the stuff that that we're, we've already talked about? Yeah. So for us, it's ultimately we, you know, we use tasks and easy links. We're an e- we fully use easy links for everything. And so my office manager, and once again, I'm, I'm getting her to the point of that manager position. Cause she's asked, she said, I want to be like the lady was at my old agency that mentored me. I want to be that. And so I told her you're doing excellent everywhere, except you've got to step up and lead people now. And you've got to be able to hold them accountable and not be scared to have hard conversations because you care about them. And so that's what we're working through. And so we have an activity report every Friday where she can see this is what's happening because my truth is April full April 1st is not April fools because I am stepping out of the agency a little bit more often to go continue to build relationships that bring in a business and my new rep's going to be here without me. And, and, and she's going to have to monitor that activity and to be able to do that. And so for me, I want to know that you're being active. I want to be able to come back and listen to some recorded calls and look at some of your quotes and work through that together. But I would say that I'm a very trusting person, but it's trust you don't want to break. Because once that trust is broken, uh, that's whenever you know that something's happened. And so for me, I just set the tone of we've got a limited PTA. We've got all these fun things. But if you break it, then bye. That's just the way it is. Jeremy, I've I've been dying to ask you this question for years. Mm -hmm. You're now an independent agent who spent a lot of time working and training in an all-state environment. What did you bring over from Allstate, I know there's probably a lot that you left behind, <laughs> but what did you bring over to Allstate that you learned in your time there, both training, going through sales programs and, and outside 
you know, I know you went through a, 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 a training program from an all state agent and all that. <laughs> I what did you, yeah. What did you bring over from that? That's really helped you as, as you transition to independent. Yeah. Now I tell everyone, and I tell it to my clients too. I said, I put on 30 pounds and a lot of gray hair for you, not me. Cause it's a lot harder over on, on this side of the street, but it's also rewarding. I tell everyone, it's like your kid wants apple juice and you give them like a tiny bit of apple juice and the rest water. Uh, that's the carrier that I work for as policy compared to what I have now. And right. you can still say it's apple juice, but it sure doesn't taste like real hundred percent apple juice. You know what I mean? And so right. the truth is, is that I brought value because not only did I have to set myself apart from all the independent agents, but I had to burn the ships yeah. and, and I had to own the company. And it was the best. If you cut me, I'd bleed blue, you know, yeah. because it was the best because they're getting me. And it's not that I have this cocky confidence. It's that I know without a doubt that no one is going to be more intentional and care about them and bring more value to them than what I was going to do. So I didn't care about the price and I still don't to this day. And I truly believe that's what allowed me to go from zero to 3 million without spending a penny on marketing. Mm. Is, is having that cocky confidence of like, I might not have all the carriers right now, but man, I, you have me and I can promise you come claim time or come when you need me, there's not going to be anyone that's going to be here for you other than my team that's going to be able to beat what we bring to the table. And, and people pay more to be at uh, stay at hotels, you know, like the Ritz Carlton when they could stay at a, you know, holiday, holiday Inn. Inn. Right. Yeah. If you can't associate, if you can't set yourself apart and get out of here. Hey, Jeremy, I got one more question. I want to talk a little bit more about this card program you're doing because I think it could help some agents out there. I know we do postcards in our office for certain things. Uh, Winbacks, I think we have a card with grass on it that says uh, sometimes the grass isn't greener on the other side. Big postcard that we send out for Winbacks. Tell me a little bit more about this card program, and then we're going well, then we're going to jump off this thing. Okay, perfect. And so – Ultimately for us, it's a program we call, use called Send Out Cards, and I would love to uh, share it with agents all the time. I hop on calls, and I absolutely love it because what we're able to utilize it for is multiple different things. It allows you to go grab a picture. So if I'm What's working, it called again? It's called Card. Send Out Cards. And so what I can do is if I'm working with a real estate or a mortgage lender, we can quickly Zillow their home, grab a photo of the front of it, put it on the front of a card, and say, man, we, we are so honored that we get to work with you on this beautiful home purchase. And man, or one of our best stories, I'll tell you two quick ones to set you set it apart is, you know, number one, we had a pa pastor's wife of a church. Anytime someone's wearing our logo, we will always send that on a card and we will send them brownies and say, thank you for repping Powers Insurance. You know, we're so honored that. But she literally is on Facebook, like tears in her eyes as she's talking, talking about she's never had anyone be this intentional about the relationship that they have with their customers. And, and it's going to work at the agency success conference we're speaking, and that's going to play before we walk on stage. We had another one where a guy shares a video um, of we sent his son, the, he got his first car, and we were like, man, take, you're, you're so blessed that your parents hooked you up like this, man. Take care of your parents and make sure you buckle up and drive safe. And that meant the world to his parents or a, a young guy who's in sixth grade who spends his $20 on buying all of his classmates ice cream. So we send him a $20 Amazon gift card down the front and we're like, man, thank you for being the change we want to see in our community. This is what we need more of. And man, those things turned into 10 to 15 policies because people are 
people who organically, I don't have to talk about my agency because everyone else is doing it. Right. And that's what being intentional. David Carruthers says the extra two minutes. This is my personalized version of the extra two minutes because it does take a moment. But I promise you, when you see the results of it and the smiles on your customers, on your staff's faces, I would love to help anyone with it and spend some time with you because I'm telling you, we, I brought this from Austin. I've used it for six years. thing I would never get rid of. And, and I have it going out to a virtual assistant now or my wife. We, we have this whole rhythm that it all goes through this channel. Everyone says, this is what I want to do. And then someone does all the cards. Like it's, we've got it in such a process that I'll share with anyone because man, I want to make the world a better place. And I cannot do that by myself. It's all outstanding. That's a perfect place to end this show. I want to have you back on. I've got a lot more other questions I want to ask you. Jeremy, thank you so much for being on here today, brother. I'm going to, I'm going to close this thing down. Guys, as I always end every episode, rewards come from action, not discussion. Here's my big takeaway today. My friend Jeremy on here has given me about four ideas that I want to implement. As he's talking, as Jeremy Powers is talking today, I'm writing down ideas of things I need to do uh, to be more intentional uh, within our agency. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I had an old business guy tell me one time that was very, very successful, sold his business for millions and millions of dollars to a hedge fund. I said, how do I market to new customers? And he said, um, I think I'm out now. And he said, uh, Ken, and he, and he, he said, Scott, I'm going to tell you something. If you took all the money that I ever marketed to new people in the business I was in, if I had it to do over again, I'd spend three times that on my current customers. That's the Mike Stromso uh, mining the acres of diamonds beneath your feet, right? I've got about four things I need to do differently. And Jeremy, I, th I want to thank you for giving me some of these ideas while we're on this call today. But guys, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today. Figure out new ways to bring in more business and how to honor and keep those intentional relationships with the customers you currently have. Write good business for the companies that you represent and write good business for the agencies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love Thanks, you. Thanks, man. Thanks, Jeremy. Jeremy. Hey, you're welcome, guys. I love you too, brother. Hey, it was such a pleasure, guys. I want to say one thing. As a scratch agency, I wouldn't have made it if it wasn't for you guys. And I want to say that on the podcast. I want And take this if you want, but I'm just going to say it, keep it or don't. But as a scratch agency, when you're trying to do everything, you're trying to be everyone's hero, you don't have anyone to talk to or anyone to vent to, having this podcast to put on every day and feeling like I was in the trenches with real people, man, I'm telling you guys, like I cannot express to you enough what this means to me that I might be able to be that for somebody else. But I thank the two of you for, I know what time it takes. I have a podcast. What the time that you put into this, man. It's not going null and void. There are hundreds of thousands, in my opinion, of agents that their life is so much better because the two of you do this. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you guys. You're going to make Scott cry. Uh, okay. yeah. Well, I, it's, right. it's the way I feel. Bye, guys. I hope you have a great day, man. See ya. Hey, guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of our family. And we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at scott at iprotectinsurance.com. 
And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to portalinsurance.com or email him at bradley at portalinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening to our show and being a part of our family. And we look forward to seeing you again next week on the next episode of the Insurance Guys podcast. Take care.